Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So here's what kind of day it was at the Advent Health Training Facility. Byron Lepwich walks into work on Thursday and... He goes into the coach's locker area, and he sees that in every locker there's a painted commemorative NFL football, right, in each locker, congratulating the staff for winning back-to-back division championships for the first time in franchise history. And then an hour later, that little keepsake, yeah, that, that meant basically, thanks, you're fired to about nine assistants, including Byron Lefwich. What a... Bloody Thursday it was for the Buccaneers as they essentially let go of pretty much their entire offensive staff. We'll get into who didn't get the pink slip. But not unexpected necessarily with Byron. He had not. I know there have been reports out there that he was going to get fired and expected to get fired. Well, he hadn't been fired. And, you know, the process was that Todd Bowles had to first talk to his players and do the exit interviews with them. Then he had to... You know, eventually he got around to meeting with the Glazers. They talked about the future and what changes they wanted to make and what changes that the Glazers, you know, told him he was going to make. And then he called on his coaches around 10 a.m. on Thursday and brought them in as a group. And one of the first things he says to him is, hey, guys, um, this is going to be a tough year because we're about $60 million over the salary cap, (laughs) $60 million roughly give or take a million, which is next to last in the NFL. And, of course, like $35 million of that, I think, is Tom Brady. Um, and so against that backdrop and that bad news, he said, you know, I'm going to be talking to you guys individually. And then he proceeded to bring in Leftwich, fire him, and five assistant coaches, and three others have retired. So here are the ones that are gone in addition to Leftwich. The house cleaning included Kevin Garber, the receivers coach, um, a specialist coach, which was Chris Bonio, who really just coached the kicker. You rarely have an extra guy just, you know, for the kicker himself. You have a special teams coach, obviously, who did not get fired, Keith Armstrong, but Chris Bonio was gone. Running backs coach Todd McNair, also gone. Um, assistant defensive line coach Lori Locust is gone. The quality control coach for all the offense, uh, Jeff Castle, is gone. And then the three assistants that decided to retire, Clyde Christensen, the quarterback's coach, uh, Rick Cristobal, their offensive assistant, senior offensive assistant. Uh, he's 70 years old. Christensen's 66. And then outside linebacker's coach, Bob Sanders, who's 69. So that's a pretty big purge. And there's a number of these people that they're not going to replace the position, right, of of, of their, their staff. Like Lori Locus, there's not going to be – an assistant defensive line coach again. Um, there's not going to be a specialist coach, right, and like Chris Bonio had. So there's some cost-cutting. There's some downsizing going on. All these people were hired, by the way, by by Bruce Arians, who is 
absent of any comment on any of these matters, I can tell you, having talked to him, he's not happy about it, to say the very least. And, you know, in his statement, Todd Bowles said that, you know, we appreciate the hard work and all that from these coaches that gave us success over the past four seasons. He just said, as a collective group, we did not meet the high standards that have been set for this past year, and my focus now is doing what is needed to ensure a successful 2023 season. These are difficult decisions, but something I felt was necessary for our football team going forward. All right, so these individuals in particular and collectively didn't meet the standards that they had set for themselves. All right, okay. I have a couple questions for Todd Bowles when I get to see him. When you did your evaluations, how is it that Joe Gilbert, the offensive line coach, and Harold Goodwin, the run game coordinator, you didn't think it was necessary to fire those guys? You had the worst run game in the National Football League, by far. Fewest yards, worst average, um, you know, all of that. And your run game coordinator is safe. Your offensive line coach is safe. Last time I checked, that offensive line, don't get fooled by the 22 sacks allowed, fewest in the league. That was Tom Brady throwing the ball away. They had 733 attempts or something like that. They couldn't run it at all. And in the last game, Brady threw it 66 times the more he had ever thrown uh, in the, in his career in any single game, much less a playoff. But those guys are okay. They're fine. I'm telling you, th- this, this one you can break down, Steve, and you can kind of look at what they did. There's the cost cutting on the backside, like we mentioned, um, with Locust and others. And then there's just, what are they going to do now, right? What's the plan now? And you would you would assume, they go, well, maybe they're going to go after Bill O'Brien or maybe they're going to go after Todd Munkin. And it could that maybe one of those guys are going to coach quarterbacks as well or they have their own guy. No, no, don't know about that. I can tell you for a fact, Todd Munkin, as of Thursday night, had not been contacted by the Bucks at all. Not that he wouldn't take the call. He'd take the call. You really think you're going to lose, leave the University of Georgia and the platform he has there with the two-time national champions to come to Tampa Bay maybe for a year to work with Todd Bowles and who at quarterback? They have one under contract, Kyle Trask, who has never played except you know garbage time this year in Atlanta, the final game, three of nine passing. That's it. Oh, and by the way, he's been working two years under one offensive scheme. Now in the year that he might get to play or compete for a job, he's got to learn a new one, whoever that is, in all probability. I'm telling you, this uh, – I've thought about this, Steve. I was saying, you know, a couple days ago that when Tom Brady takes a step back and looks at where his life works and, you know, maybe it's not Las Vegas, it's kind of far and he's gone through a season – without his kids full-time, and he made it work here. And, you know, executive airport, a couple, three blocks away from his home in Davis Islands, all of that. There is nothing in this move, these moves, okay, short of perhaps bringing in a Bill O'Brien or somebody that would be, you know, palatable to, to Brady. And that's not happening, by the way. That says to me, Tom Brady is back. This, to me, says the opposite of that. So why why isn't a Bill O'Brien coming? 
because I think he's going to the Patriots, and just okay. the same or, reason, or someone like would, that, or someone like that. Yeah, just I think anyone with options is going to recognize one thing and one thing only: this is a lame duck coach. And furthermore, this is a team, as Todd Bowles told his coaches when he started the staff meeting, that is some sixty million dollars over the cap. The bills are due, right? They got to they got to let this cap, you know, pare itself down naturally. So that a year or two from now, they can actually bid on some free agents. But right now, they're way over. And they got to start making these payments. And I've seen this happen before, not with the salary cap as much, but real money, real cash money payments that they needed to make to Manchester United. 2009, there are three uncapped years, which means there's no, they're going through a CBA, and part of it was a poison pill that they had agreed to. There's three uncapped years where you don't you can spend a dollar or you can spend five hundred million dollars on payroll. There's no minimum, there's no maximum. The Bucks, of course, went the way you'd expect, because they owed a ton of debt service on Man U, which they had purchased. So they released Derek Brooks, they released Warwick Dunn, they released Cato June and some others, and then they proceeded to basically sign zero free agents for two years. They looked at Mark Dominic and they said, "You be the GM. You can do the you can do the firing around here. You get rid of these guys, and Raheem, you be the coach." Oh, and we're not signing any free agents. Kind of what Todd Bowles let his coaching staff know on Thursday. Now, when I say none, there's a possibility maybe a Jamel Dean comes back under the right deal. You know, maybe they get Anthony Nelson. I mean, that sort of thing. But you're not going outside and you know, bringing in somebody that can play, right? You're not bidding against another team for a free agent this year because Brady costs $35 million against the cap, and he's not playing, not here. And the reason I don't think he's playing here is what evidence is there that he can win? You know, I think Tom is at the point in his career where he needs guys to be great around him. He can still be great. He can still, you know, bring a team down and play winning football and all that, but it's getting harder and harder. He's not going to pick up two or three first downs a game like most quarterbacks with his feet. You know, he's got to have the pieces around him and and an awful lot of them too. And they just simply don't have it and they don't have the money to add to it. So I have no idea what, what would, would happen, what happened today. Nothing says to me, Tom Brady's coming back. Look, he, he's good, really good with Clyde Christensen. That's his guy, right? Like that's his guy. And Clyde's not going to be the quarterback's coach anymore. He's retiring. So if you have if you have an offensive coordinator that's also going to coach quarterbacks, you don't need Clyde. Or if you've got a guy on the staff you're going to promote, you don't need him. But I haven't heard any names, and I, I think that O'Brien's going to end up in New England if he goes anywhere. He's at Alabama now. And Munkin's not in the picture. So who's that leave? There's just, you know, there's guys out there, Frank Reich, and, you know, there's others. There's a lot of coordinator candidates and stuff. But I think that there's a chance that maybe Thad Lewis, who's on the staff, that he might be a guy. Greg Roman is leaving the Ravens. That's the name. Yeah, there's four playoff teams that let their offensive coordinators go. Or Roman left. Yeah. It seems like the, the you know normally you'd have head coaches fired, and it seems like this year they've all deflected to their coordinators, like it's his fault. 
It's that guy's fault. And the coaches have, have managed to keep their jobs for the most part. Kind of a weird year that way. I wonder if the so, NFL's pitch to you've spent $800 million buying out coaches the last five years mm, has impacted yeah. some of the owners. Well, and, and that you raise a good point. The Glazers have paid coaches not to coach before. They paid John Gruden three years, $15 million, back when $15 million was a lot of money, and now it's not. But they, they owe Todd Bowles four years of salary, right? So we're not going to let this guy work off his contract. We're just going to – we would fire this guy and then – Well, particularly if you're not going to spend the money this year. Right. Why bring in another guy at this point? Right. I, I feel for Todd Munkin all through all this. I do, because I don't think he's going to be given a, a very good shake here. Now, you could say, well, they didn't even let him hire anybody last time. At least now he can replace some guys. I don't know how many he's going to get to hire. And, and again, I don't know who's coming to work for him when he's perceived very much as a lame duck coach. You move your family for one year. If it doesn't work out, who's your quarterback? Kyle Trask. You know, can you get a Dan Mullen to do this for a year? Maybe, you know. I'm not saying nobody would take the job. They've been getting calls for a couple of days because they thought Byron was already fired and he wasn't. But I don't know how attractive this job is without a quarterback. It, it's well, you brought you brought up the three uncapped years. What was it? Eight, nine, and ten. Mm-hmm. And thinking back, how they let Derek Brooks go, Cato June, etc. Are you saying we've seen the last of Levante David? Um, maybe. I mean, I mean would, they, I think, would they want to sign? I mean, you know, he's he's still going to. I mean, he may not command maybe as much as he used to, but are, are they I mean, going to are they going to look at getting rid of guys even like a Mike Evans, who I don't think has a lot of dead money on his contract after. Maybe he's got one more year before that kicks in. It may cost him as much on the contra- uh, on the dead yeah. money to get rid of him as it would be to keep him because he's deferred so much money right. over the years. I think like five times he's done this. Okay, but I, I mean, but I mean, that. but I'm thinking guys like that of. Yeah. Well, how about Shaq Barrett? Yeah, that's a good. That's a very good one. You know, Shaq Barrett's coming up in Achilles. He's going to be 32 years old. He probably won't be ready to play until the start of the season, not training camp, but the start of the actual season. It's an injury that you use to, you know, push off, and he's a, a get-off guy in terms of, like, the pass rush and stuff like that. I think he's – and I'd, I'd have to look this up, but I believe he's like a $15 million savings on a cap. If you don't play him, he still costs you dead cap money, but it's less than if you if he plays and you paid him. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things. Like that. There's a lot of guys that you go, I don't know if this guy's going to be here anymore. All I know is this. What's here for Tom Brady? What's here? Offensive line, you're going to make that better? Well, we can fix the line. How? It's not going to be in free agency. Got the 19th pick in the draft. That's it. Just one one first-round pick. Even if you draft it, even if you're lucky enough to get a Tristan Wirfs type at left tackle, which is not going to get at 19, obviously, is your offensive line better? Is it healed? Is that all you need? No, you need a lot more than that. I just, this cemented for me, and I could be wrong as rain because I was on the other side of this just a couple of days ago. I said, well, you know, it might not work out that, out west for Tom because he's got three kids here and 
He might want to think he can he might think he can fix this, right? Well, he's not thinking he's going to fix it without his quarterback's coach, who he, who he really likes working with in four. I mean, when Clyde got when Clyde got fired or retired, whatever, it, it just it kind of cemented to me for like they've either got an offensive coordinator who's going to coach quarterbacks or bring in his own guy, or maybe they're just staying in staff. Maybe we'll hear in a couple of weeks that it's you know one of their own dudes that's going to be offensive coordinator. You know, like we don't know, but I don't I don't think it's going to be the names that everybody has been you know, putting out there on their list. We'll see. This 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 smacks to me of a team that knows that that the bill is due, knows that the quarterback is probably done, and if he's not done, he's probably done here. Probably done, or and he's told him I am done here, or he may have told him I'm done here, or he may have just said I'm done. Period. But I think oh, he yeah. said I'm I'm done there, I'm not coming back here. I mean, he did the same thing in New England. He got to be. He wanted to be a free agent. He became a free agent, and then he went looking for a better fee, a better team. Why wouldn't Tom Brady look for a better team right now? And there has to be better teams than the Tampa Bay Bucks, as they're currently constructed. There just has to be. And, you know, why and what he would choose because of his family, I have no idea. But I don't see him coming back. This is the first time where I just said, yeah, you know what? It really was goodbye the other day. That really was him saying, thanks for everything. Thanks for welcoming me, making me feel at home. That's, that's what that was. And and if it wasn't, I think he's probably thinking that right now. You know, he's got to be. There's just not enough on the cupboard, man. There's not enough. There's not enough here to win consistently, even in this division. And Tom needs help. You know, as Kerm Edwards said during the year, uh, Captain America needs help. He needs help now. He needs help. You got to have somebody around. You got to. It's almost got to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. He'll still read it out faster. He can still throw it if he has to. But everything else, the protection, the receivers, the running backs, the tight ends, they all got to be there for him, man. And it might it might help to have a defense that gets him the ball back in good field position. They had half as many touchdowns this year as last year. You know, half as many. And for that reason, for all the injuries, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Byron Leftwich is Bill Walsh, Okay. He didn't reinvent the offensive game of football. But he did put up 30 points a game for three years and got no credit for it, right? And then when things started going bad, it was his fault, 18 points a game. He'll wear that. He'll accept that. But we know that the offensive line was all different. We know Gronk wasn't back, and we know Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady. Let's let's stop fooling ourselves here for a little bit. He was very, very good. He kept them in games that no other quarterback could have done. He refused to take sacks that would cost them down the distance. It left them a chance to win, and he did all of that and, you know, managed to push him through the finish line somehow, some way. But, you know, Byron Leftwich didn't forget how to coach. You know, he didn't forget how to call plays. He was trying to do what they could do with the limitations they had on in their personnel and what Tom was willing to do. And it just wasn't it wasn't gonna work. But he didn't he didn't suddenly, you know, forget how to call the offensive plays. I'm okay if you want to fire him because there's no production, it's a production business, that's fine. But let's not act like it was all his fault here. This was not a good football team. 
It was not a good year. And only Tom Brady in his brilliance in the fourth quarter came back in like five games and managed to pull them out. That's that's how they were even in the conversation. So Tom can still do it. You need guys that are stout around him and a running game and, you know, all of that to be perfect for him. And they don't have it. I don't know who does. Maybe Miami, maybe Las Vegas. I don't know. He's got personal reasons to not want to go there. But if he's going to play, I, I don't I don't see how they just made it easier for him to come back here. I think they did the opposite. I think they acknowledged that Brady's probably not going to play here again. And we probably need to move on. And we damn sure need to move on with the salary cap. We've got to start paying these bills. We can't stretch. We stretched it through three years, made the playoffs three straight times, won the division twice, won a Super Bowl, Went through a hellacious year last year, 2023. We squeezed all we can out of this guy. You know? And now it's it's Byron's cross to bear and him and the offensive staff, with the exception of the two guys that I would think you'd thought of first, the offensive line coach, the run game coordinator, they're all fired. Everybody's fired. So in a way, you've got the goat. Now you've got the scapegoat. Now you've got Byron left, which is his fault. It's his offensive staff's fault. Okay. Let's see what, let's see. I mean, <laughs> let's see what Todd Bowles will do with his, he, he didn't get to pick any coaches last time. He's going to get his shot. I don't know who's lining up for this job. I don't know who wants to come in here and think they're going to coach more than a year. But I guess anything can happen in the South. It's not like Atlanta's loaded or I think New Orleans is probably a better team than most in the division, Carolina. Sean, talking to Sean Payton, who knows what they'll do. This was a tough day. I've, I've done this a while. You don't see you don't see this kind of purge in one afternoon in the NFL. Very rarely for a playoff team. Playoffs well, for a playoff. Yeah, if you see a purge like this, generally that means the head coach got fired and the whole staff's gone. Right. Exactly. This was a playoff team. Yeah. Which begs the question: If you're getting rid of everybody. Why not just cut the cord, man? Get rid of Do you think, is Todd Bowles the guy? Is he the guy? Because if he's not, why didn't you just sweep him out too? And like I said, it looks bad, man, when, you know, tech, the Texans are getting what they're getting for firing David Culley and Lovey Smith back-to-back years after one season each. You think this organization is going to fire Todd Bowles after he won a division championship after one season? An African-American coach? And they don't have to apologize to anybody. They, they've hired more African-American coaches than anyone. Mm-hmm. But... Todd Bowles wasn't going to get fired, and I wrote that a couple weeks ago, no matter what happened. And he probably probably doesn't deserve it, having won a championship and everything. But whether they can get this right, get this perfect, like I, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see who their coordinator ends up being. I don't think Brady's coming back here, but we get to, you know, wait every day on the Brady watch and see what he ultimately decides. Man, what a day. What a... And then, you know, to walk in, and they got painted footballs. <laughs> Congratulations on back-to-back. First time ever in the franchise. Division titles, man. What a keepsake, huh? What a parting gift. Tell them what they've won, Johnny. Everybody gets an autographed football. That's right. It's the football of the stars. Autographed by Roger Goodell and painted to represent the two back-to-back division titles by the Buccaneers. I hope they at least had Tom Brady autograph them for him. <laughs> right? 
Yeah. Pretty amazing, man. Talk about bad optics and bad timing. You just say, oh, man, did we put those? Uh, we put those in those lockers today, didn't we? Uh, wish we would have waited another day. Well, they had to make sure they got it to them before they fired them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. I wonder if there were like, you know, little slips underneath each ball and like certain balls had a little post-it note. Coach wants to see you. Coach yeah. wants to see you. Coach if wants to if see there's you. a pink post-it note underneath, you need to go see the coach. <laughs> the ultimate pink slip, man. <laughs> that was exactly right. Oh, gosh. It would be funny if it wasn't true. But it literally happened that way. Those guys all went to work. They all met with the coach as a group. And then they, one by one, uh, nine of them got fired. So, good luck, Todd. I've seen this movie, man. I, I, would, I would anticipate a lot of 1 o'clock games next year. And if you're a Gator fan, you're probably going to see a lot of Kyle Trask. And I don't know that I would make plans for, you know, January for the playoffs. And I think you're going to see a lot of other opposing fans in your building. We've seen this for about 12 straight years before Tom got here. It feels like it's going back there again. Just what it feels like. So, tough day, man. Tough, tough day. Well, Rick, not surprisingly, we did get a few mailbag questions, so I thought I'd throw a couple of those in. Oh, okay. Our good friend Craig in Vegas tweeted, said, with the Bucks needing to save money on the cap, should they not install solar with May Electric Solar? Hmm. <laughs> Yes, they should. And I'm glad you mentioned May Electric Solar because May Electric Solar, as you know, Craig, is a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems in the area for 12 years now. Craig, you know there's a lot of these companies out there that just pop up from time to time, but May Electric Solar guarantees their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, as Craig knows, every installation you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances, that is what they call the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products to conduct on-site testing. You can see what they're going to install. Plus, this is important, as he knows, if uh, you know they don't use subcontractors. So all those guys up on the roof up there, those are Billy Mays guys doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate, lower your electric bill all year long, preserve the quality of your life. And your appliances, if you're the Buccaneers and you want to save money, call Bay Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. That'd be great if I went to Advent Healthcare Center and there's like the May Electric trucks are out there putting up the solar panels. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Be a big job, though. Big job. Help the Glazers save some more money. They want to save money, right? They want to save money. So trying to help them out here. So speaking of mailback questions, too, uh, this last week we've gotten a lot of uh, great feedback from you guys saying how much you've appreciated what we've done this season covering the Bucks and that and and yeah man you know I, I know I can speak for Rick on this we really appreciate that and love it and mm-hmm. uh, feel free to send your comments to us anytime good or bad and yeah. uh, recommend this to a friend and, and tell friends too I mean it's always growing but we can always grow it bigger so they can also can they uh, uh, give us some kind of review or something like that or yeah a like you can, or yeah something? review it wherever you listen to your podcast you can leave uh, five star ratings or even leave uh, oh, comments important. and reviews that helps us too so uh, yeah it's hard to believe we've been doing this almost five and a half years now it's incredible man it's grown it's great and, and you know what's great is that when I go around the country or I do uh, 
interviews, uh, like I was on Freddie Coleman's show or something on ESPN Radio, and they, they always mention the podcast. Like they always say, you know, Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times, uh, you know, also has a podcast, Sports Day Tampa Bay. You can hear it where iTunes and all your, you know, all that. So it's it's good, man. Like uh, get a lot of good feedback. And we've had other people from around the country, around the world. There's a bunch of countries where people have listened to us mm-hmm. um, outside of the United States. And so that's been really cool. So yeah, this this has definitely grown, and we enjoy doing it. And uh, we love your feedback, um, especially if uh, you want to leave a comment for us on one of these platforms. But days like today is when you need the podcast, right? Like when you when you absolutely have a lot to talk about like that, and just try to give some perspective about where we're at. And I'm serious when I tell you, I I don't think this is. This is headed to the direction, and you know what's 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 sad and sort of funny at the same time is that, man, so many Bucks fans wanted this outcome today, right? They were fire Byron leverage, fire Byron leverage, fire all those coaches. They're telling us, and and many of them said, well, they didn't, they just stopped too soon. They should have fired Todd Bowles too. But this is what people have been screaming for, right? Screaming for you want change, want want you know wholesale change on the offensive side of the ball, you got it. Now let's see how this works. Let's see what coaches they can attract. Let's see what free agents, if any, because they have no money they could attract. You know, there's just a whole lot of bad here, right? And and I just don't see anything they did today making it easier for Tom Brady to come back here. I don't know what that what that decision would have been. You know, what you did today was you fired his quarterback's coach, you fired the offensive coordinator he's worked with for three years and went to the playoffs three straight years. Won two division titles back to back. Fired a lot of guys that you know Brady has spent a lot of time with, and you must you must be okay with it, or you probably wouldn't have done it, or or you recognize that you're you got about all you could out of them, and the film's not that great, or you know you you can't build an, a team up enough perfectly enough to to support him or something. You know, there's something there because these moves. Don't scream to me that, yeah, he's back unless Billy O'Brien walks in here or something that, mm-hmm. you know, he's really game to play with or play for. And I, I simply haven't heard that that's going to happen. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We had some mailbag questions, and, and I'll just kind of summarize them because we had several of them but from Carl and others. But wondering if Brady had any input in these changes. In the changes today? Yeah. Well, I think he complained a lot about some of these coaches, not Clyde necessarily, but I think he – the funny thing is that the, his, the, his biggest complaint all year long sort of in production meetings and other places has been the fact that they can't run the ball. And aside, it must have been Todd McNair's fault because he's the only guy that got fired on on the in the run game. Run game coordinator's fine, Harold Goodwin. Offensive line coach Joe Gilbert is fine. I don't know. I, I thought those were the guys that were responsible for their problems this year. Didn't fire those guys. That seems odd to me. 
So I don't I don't think it it does make them you know more likely to to attract Tom or to fix this thing in the run game. I I really don't know. I don't see how you got better there. I see how you held accountable you held guys accountable, but you didn't hold the guys accountable. Now, you know, some of those guys they don't call plays. So you could argue, well, they're doing a good job, but the plays we're calling aren't giving them a chance to establish a run game, whatnot. I heard that argument from Harold Goodwin and wrote about it. It's like I'm not the offensive coordinator. Why don't you run the ball more? Why don't you ask that guy? He calls the plays. You know, there's a lot of a lot of rancor back in fact that way. So Maybe that's maybe they came to the conclusion that Harold is right and they should have been running it more and it's not those guys' fault and 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 we're going to bring in a new play caller and make sure we run it. You know, whether that's enough to bring Tampa uh, Tampa Tom back, I don't see it. I think I think that there's an acknowledgement we are going forward with the guys we got. You know, the Kyle Trasks and others. And the thing about Kyle is now think about him. He spent for two years, he's been getting out on that practice field first, taking extra throws, extra reads, drops, all that, right? Working in one offense, BA's offense, terminology, concepts, all that, right? All this time. And now, upon the time when he's all you got, now you're going to bring in a new system with a new coach. And he's going to have to learn all over again while he's trying to earn his way as a starter or, you know, get some playing time. That's not necessarily fair to him. That's not an easy. That's not an easy lift, right? Or Blaine Gab- Gabbard either, for that matter. Well, but but you suggested maybe that they promote within on the offensive coordinator. Maybe it will be the same offense. And they might do that if it's a Thad Lewis or someone like that. Thad Lewis would be the guy that that you know BA always said was a rising superstar, and he's still on the staff, and he really doesn't have a position to coach per se. He may well be the next guy they're thinking about. We heard names, you know, Frank Reich. There's a ton of names out there. Greg Roman. I don't think those guys are coming here for a possible one and done. That's that's the problem I think they're going to have getting front of the line coaches like Munkin and others, who they still haven't, you know, notified. But you know, the perception is that Todd Bowles ain't going to win enough games to, to save his job next year. I don't know if that's the reality, but that's that's the way you would look at it. You blew everybody out. You're trying to. You know, catch lightning in a bottle on the offensive side. Good luck. Good luck, my man. It might happen, might not, but that's the way they're going. All right, finally, congratulations. Another all-star for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Andre Vasilevsky has uh, been voted to go by. Is, now, is that a vote by his peers? That's the fan that, vote. The fan vote got to pick the last two skaters and one goalie from each division. So. That's awesome. Uh, in the Atlantic Division, they uh, voted Austin Matthews, David Pasternak, and Andre Vasilevsky. Good for him, man. So you got yep. Cooch and Vassy in this, right? Yep, the Russian connection down there. In when is this game? Uh, February 4th. February, the skills competition okay. will be February 3rd. The game is February 4th in Sunrise. Yeah, Sunrise was close enough to drive through. That could, mm-hmm. that could be worth it. Yeah. See a couple of your lightning stars. That'll be a lot of fun. We've got a lot of fun coming up with the uh, NFC and AFC divisional playoff games. Really looking forward to the 49ers, and I got to believe they better make some field goals. Dallas Cowboys. I stuck with their Cincinnati kicker. And, yeah, oh, yeah, God. Cincinnati-Buffalo should be a really good game. Cincinnati and uh, Buffalo I'm, I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Philly and the Giants, division rivals. I mean, 
I'm going to take the Giants in that one, man. I'm telling you. I think the Giants have that look in their eye like they did way back in the day when Manning would make those runs. Um, Danny Dimes is looking strong. And Saquon Bar- Barkley mm-hmm. play a divisional rival like that that's not really been playing all that well. Jalen Hurts' shoulder is a little beat up. I know it's in Philly, but uh, kind of like the Giants in that one. And you got Chiefs and Jags. Chiefs and Jags, they played earlier this year. I, I think because so, it's in Kansas City, I have a whole lot of faith in ja- in uh, the Chiefs. I think Jacksonville got very lucky last week. I mean, credit them for you know having the moxie to come back and down 28 nothing all that that's that is rare and it's embarrassing you know to the other team if you're able to do it you know but i don't they're not in the same league with Kansas City in my opinion i don't think they're going to go into arrowhead and do the same thing and that you know to that point they've pretty much been told all week hey just go out there and play <laughs> you know just don't worry about the results we're probably not going to win but you know let's just go out there and give them hell you know unleash hell and uh you know, maybe that'll be enough, but I'm not sure. But the Dallas that that Dallas San Francisco game is the one is to me is is the marquee game. And the other thing I worried wondered about Steve because you know Sean Payton hadn't signed as a coach anywhere. What if Dallas gets absolutely blown out by San Francisco? Does it change the equation? You know, everybody's like, "Well, McCarthy's safe now. Why? Because he beat a really bad Tampa team. Really, is that why he's safe? What if he goes out there and just gets destroyed by the by you know the Forty ers could he still do something? It's Jerry Jones. He could do anything. Yeah, I think he could. I think he could. But to me, that game has all sorts of appeal. Of course, you know, they have two less days rest. and So is Tom going to America's team? Are they getting rid of Dak if uh, Peyton goes there? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tom and the star. Ameri- America's team. Captain America goes to America's and team? Captain America's team and, ca- and America's quarterback. I really believe Tom Brady is America's quarterback on America's team. He's our Roger Staubach. So, yeah, maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. But where's Sean Payton going? That's the other thing. Sean Payton is the key to every head coach and every coaching staff in this league. Mm-hmm. He, he just is. And and I think his interview he, in Carolina was postponed today. Was it? Uh, well, the the Charlotte FC soccer team had one of their players die in a boating accident. And it's owned by David Tepper. Oh gosh! And so they they left. They were in New York, I think, or or left Carolina to go to New York, where he was. And so that's, that's why the interview's been postponed. But yeah, well, I don't know what the compensation is going to wind up being. It's going to be a lot. I don't think the Bucks are going to pay it. I'm surprised Atlanta would even entertain it, unless it's just for a King's ransom. But yeah, lots going on with that. So we'll be back on Monday. We'll be able to talk about all the NFC and AFC divisional playoff games as well as any developments in the Bucks coaching search for a new offensive coordinator, um, possibly a quarterback's coach or one in the same. Some defensive assistance uh, jobs are up as well. So, yeah, a lot to look forward to over the weekend. It's been a crazy week, man. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Thanks, as always, for listening and for the kind comments. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 